Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store for all your autumnal needs. They're all over the Twin Cities. Fratelloni's is bringing you this segment of the Garage Logic podcast. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Is the director of social media available? Uh, He is on his way back. Uh, He had to step out. Not for a long time. I think he had to grab something. I have a baseball question. (laughs) Well, you would be wasted on me, so I won't even pretend. As we lead up to the fall classic. Well, how long is he going to be? Uh, I don't know. I'll ask him later. Yeah. Maybe during, are we going to have a sports segment today? That's true. Okay. That's true. Well, Patrick will be joining yeah. us, uh, what, coming up shortly in this, in this, in the next 20 minutes or so. Exactly. In the next uh, podcast. All right. I, I told you before we broke that uh, we're being sold the idea that we, what we should fear most about civilization is a changing climate. Uh, that's not what I fear most because the climate's been changing for since the earth spun into existence. So I don't fear that. See, I don't deny climate change. I deny the efforts that will be made to use it as a means of reducing our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And I also believe that uh, technology will prevail and we'll figure out what we have to figure out if, in fact, it can be demonstrated that we're all melting. Got it. All right. I have something, and I've often thought about this on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. It's a terribly dark thought. You know what? I, you know what people should fear most, maybe? What's that? Fear most, more. Life doesn't mean anything. Life doesn't. Life doesn't mean what it might have used to have meant. Life is cheap, in other words. You had a situation of a house over here in Barron, Wisconsin. Hmm. Somebody breaks in and shoots a mother and father dead and kidnaps the 13-year-old girl, right? Mm -hmm. You got this Saudi so-called journalist. I, I have my doubts that he was a Washington Post employee. I think he was a freelance contributor to the Washington Post. He's cut up like a like a Easter ham. Right. It, life is cheap. And then, did you notice the spate of gunplay in St. Paul over the last forty eight to seventy two oh, hours? Yeah, Rice Street. Yep. Uh, life is cheap. That should concern you more than what kind of light bulb is going to save the earth. Life is cheap. Right. Uh, I don't want this one. Here it is. Uh, An altercation on a St. Paul sidewalk ended with one man fatally shooting another, police said. This happened early uh, in the morning of October 18. Officers responded to the 800 block of Rice Street outside Bourne's Bar at about 11 p.m. Wednesday. They found a man who was shot and also recovered two handguns. Uh, Police detained the man who reported the shooting and brought him to police headquarters for questioning. Dwayne Anthony Ivory of Forest Lake was booked into the Ramsey County Jail on suspicion of murder. Paramedics took the shooting victim to Regions Hospital, where he later died. The shooting happened after two men encountered each other on the sidewalk. 
They, uh, we don't believe this is a random incident, Linder said. Investigators believe the victim and suspect knew each other. Linder said it's unclear if either man was in Bourne's bar. The name of the man who was killed has not been released. It's the 14th homicide of the year in St. Paul. There have been at least three other fatal shootings outside Bourne's bar over the last 27 years. Uh, go to the next story. These are all from the Pioneer Press. A Humboldt High School student was arrested Wednesday, that would be October 17th, after bringing a handgun to school. Mm. A St. Paul Public Schools spokesman, Kevin Byrne, said a second student arrived at school around 8 a.m. and quickly told a counselor that a classmate may have a gun. The school resource officer found the classmate, took the gun away, and placed the student into custody. Uh, apparently, the kid did not threaten anyone. Spokesman for St. Paul Police did not immediately answer a request for additional information. Schools across the district have the rest of the week off because of this uh, scam known as the Teachers Union Conference. Ah. But this one takes the cake. Life is cheap. Okay, you know, some guy in Crimea just shot up a school. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Life, unfortunately, is... We're even beyond... Uh, the fact that life is dangerous. The full embrace of life has, in too many areas, has lost its luster. I just read Baltimore put 246 desk cops back out on the street because the murder rate's so high. But here's here, we don't have to go to Baltimore. We don't have to go to Crimea. We don't have to go to Barron, Wisconsin. Where do we go? Did you follow the story about the gunshots uh, yesterday uh, in the so-called Frogtown neighborhood? Mm -hmm. A hail of bullets injured two men and pierced a wall of a St. Paul home. There were two kids watching TV in the home where the bullet went through the wall. Neither kid was hit. A 19-year-old was shot in the lower back and needed surgery, said Steve Linders, a St. Paul police spokesman. Soon after, an 18-year-old arrived at Regions Hospital with a gunshot wound to his hand. Both men are expected to recover. Police were called to the area of Sherburn and Kent. I know exactly where that mm -hmm. is. Just north of University Avenue. Right. About, this wasn't 2 a.m. What time was this one? 2.40 p.m. on Tuesday. Dear God. 2.40 p.m. when the school bus is dropping the kids off. Officers found a 19-year-old lying in the front yard of a house, and paramedics took him to Regions Hospital. A witness reported the shots came from a Dodge Charger parked nearby with four to five people inside, Lenders said. The vehicle left heading east on Sherbert. More than 20 shots were fired, according to Lenders. At 2.40 in the afternoon on Sherbert and Kent, just north of, Minneapolis, uh, just north of University Avenue, that would be between uh, uh, Lexington and... Uh, Dale. Mm -hmm. maybe, there are kids or everywhere. maybe Lexington and Western. Everywhere in that area. While police were on the scene, a woman reported that a bullet went through a wooden fence in a wall of her home before lodging in a television, Linder said. Uh, two young boys were sleeping in another room of the residence at the time. Police said Wednesday they continue to investigate the shooting. No one has been arrested. 20 shots fired. At the moment, school buses are dropping the kids off. Next.
Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Continue. 19-year-old admits to unintentionally murdering 21-year-old during a dice game near Harding High School. Hmm. St. Paul Pioneer Press. This was published October 17th. Devin L. Good refused to hand over money to Malik Turner, who was attempting, who, who attempted to rob him and some friends in St. Paul last summer. Turner, 19, told a judge Wednesday that he then proceeded to pistol whip Good with his 9mm handgun. At that point, Good reached for the weapon and Turner fatally shot him as the two struggled over the gun, the young man said during a plea hearing in Ramsey County District Court yesterday afternoon, yesterday being October 17th. Turner, who fled in his vehicle after the shooting and dumped his gun in a river, was arrested after officers found Good with a gunshot wound to his chest on August 12th. The 21-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene. Two of Good's relatives wiped away tears as Turner detailed what happened during a brief proceeding. So it's Malik Turner who uh, claims he unintentionally killed Devin Good. Accident. Turner pleaded guilty as charged to one count of unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony. He told Ramsey County District Judge Laura Nelson that he planned to rob a dice game he heard about underway near Harding High School when he showed up armed to armed to the 1400 block of East 6th Street around 4.30 p.m. that day. We're just going into broad daylight now, aren't we? Now, it used to be, what, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., <clears throat> bar closed. Fearless behavior. He approached the group of players and told them all to hand over their money. But this good fellow refused. Good. G-O-O-D-E. He said he wasn't giving up any money, and then I hit him with my gun, and then he reached for the gun, and then the gun went off, Turner said. Turner sounds like just a bad apple. I think so. And you understand it was your gunshot that killed good, Assistant Ramsey County Attorney Danielle Vlieger Vlieger asked. Yes, Turner replied. Following the shooting, Turner said he gathered up the stolen money and took off. The 19-year-old is expected to be sentenced in December to about 18 years in prison. Good was a father to a one-year-old daughter when he was killed. Hmm. There's a picture of Good and his one-year-old daughter. Very odd picture. It's taken in a parking ramp. Very cute little girl, and he's hmm. got the smile on his face, but usually you don't pose in a parking ramp, do you? Uh, well, I guess you do. Well, it's rare. I think I, maybe they didn't have a better picture. Yeah. How old was um? But, you know, we're good? worried about what raising the minimum wage to 15 Right, now. right. This has nothing to do with law-abiding citizens with uh, licenses to uh, carry weapons, for example. These are uh, feral youth shooting each other. Life has become too cheap all over the world. You know the the growing theme I'm discovering too with is life is cheap. Well, that, but also w- with situations like this or people that want to argue in the streets over politics, we have lost the ability of conflict resolution in this country, mm-hmm. and maybe even worldwide. We we no longer can can listen to anybody else's opinion anymore. If you go to a dice game. With a nine millimeter handgun, you're up to no good. You are prepared. You you believe you don't believe in the full luster of life. You you apparently are unaware that if you show up at a dice game at four thirty in the afternoon uh, and expect to succeed, succeed, you you must be prepared then to kill somebody. So he, all these guys must have handed over their money to this Malik Turner. I ain't gonna get shot. Here's my money. 
But this Devin Good said, well, no, you're not getting my money. At which point, uh, Turner begins to pistol whip him. Good responds by trying to save his save himself by grabbing the handgun, which then goes off and kills him. I, I, why, first of all, Turner was entitled to take that money. Hey, I want that money. You didn't do jack bleep for it, moron, and you're going to go rob a bunch of guys uh, that are playing dice. And he's 19. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're speaking with some semblance of reason. The larger ideological problem is the is the floor has fallen out of moral and ethical clarity. Mm-hmm. Man. If you had moral and ethical clarity, it might occur to you to not shoot your rivals at 2.20 in the afternoon when kids are getting off school buses. So I have some moral clarity is what you're telling me. You, isn't that pathetic? You'd have a degree of moral clarity if you at least realized that. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, you got to take it somewhere to a vacant field Guys. and then shoot each other. That would be a degree <clears throat> of moral clarity. And forgive me if you mentioned it. What was the amount of money? Never mentioned. I guarantee you. Couldn't it was, have been much. It was less than 100 bucks. Oh, right. They're probably playing with te- fives and tens and throwing some dice. And Is that what you do with dice game? You I've just... never played a dice. Yeah, I do play a dice game. I, I, I have played a dice game, but never for much. God almighty. I think I did once coming out of the Highland Theater. At about well, do you ever play the dice game where you have five dice in a cup and you get three rolls? It's just a, yeah. it's just a highest hand wins type Yeah, then you just yeah. pass the thing. Yeah. yeah. You do that to buy a beer, though. You don't do that to shoot anybody. What's the other game you guys play with uh, money? No, I bet. No, no. The, the numbers game. The numbers game. <laughs> That's a fun game. It takes four people. I, I, I forget how to play. Let's not lose sight of what no, we're okay, talking No, okay, here about. we go, yeah. We don't need to look at Crimea. We don't need to look at Baltimore. We don't need to look at Barron, Wisconsin. We don't need to look at Chicago. We don't need to look at New York where they they were so astonished. It was headlines all over the world that New York had its first shooting-free weekend in 25 years. What the hell is happening to people? Is it part of it's the mystery and part of it's the Samer theory? Don't you think? Hell yeah. They're just going nuts. Can big guy join us? Uh, we can, I think we need Patrick. Yeah, let's change gears a little bit. I got a serious baseball question for Patrick. Yes, sir. I have an answer. You know what I don't like? Yes, what? I don't like to see baseball get embroiled in accusations of spying. Oh, no, yeah, the Astros only protecting themselves, as they say. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones who uh, basically got the guy from the uh, St. Louis Cardinals fired, the general yeah. manager there, for hacking into their account. And now they're doing this. They're down there sitting next to the uh, other team's dugout taping stuff, trying to figure out how to steal signs and everything else. So, uh, yeah, they're uh, all these young, uh, they're not honorable, these young analytical uh, geniuses. They're not honorable. What was the story last night about the questionable interference call? I thought we had cameras to take care of this. 
Well, the ball was over the fence. Yep. And there was a fan there. Oh, I saw this play. And, and, and Joe West, who uh, has been umpiring for 100 years, and he's an egomaniac, and he loves to make calls that uh, attract attention to himself. And he's the only man in America who would have called that interference and said it wasn't a home run. Mm -hmm. And then the Stooges in New York uh, said, well, we can't prove he was wrong, so they didn't overturn it. So the guy hit a home run, and they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, call, it, uh, they the call it interference. You cannot call interference on a catch that a, they, the, and now that everyone watching the game would have said, oh, my God, did you see that fantastic catch? Mm -hmm. You cannot call interference on a play like that. You call interference when a guy's going to catch a ball, obviously, and somebody reaches out and catches it. Am I right, Reavers? Oh, 100%. And I, I'm with you. I think Joe West is a good balls and strikes umpire. But, my God, he made that entire moment about himself. And it was yes, so infuriating because you cost a team a victory, essentially, in the league championship series. Yeah, and they, uh, you know, wasn't didn't we let him umpire the World Series last year because he was going to quit? Because he was going to retire. And back, and uh, they, they can't get rid of him. But this has got to be the end of him. they gotta, they got to push him out to the side because, uh, you know, I've never overreacted to him as, like, a lot of people have, but it's uh, it was just an ego call. It was just okay. What can I do uh, to uh, make this real controversy? It's a home run, and nobody even says anything. It's uh, you know, it's it's in the stands. It's up above the guy. He's reaching out over the line there. It's going to be a great catch. Interference is intended for a fairly routine catch where somebody reaches over and uh, you know doesn't let you catch the ball. Who was the outfielder in question? Uh, the outfielder was Betts. the uh, best player in the American League, uh, Mookie Betts. What I saw he was might his, have caught his, it. Well, no, what I saw is his glove was closed. He closed the glove. Well, it's because it hit a fan's um, arm. Oh. That's why it was closed. Oh. He he probably does make the catch, but, oh, but I'm, Pat's I'm watching right. the replay right now. He would have made that he, catch. But, he, but he's in the stands. It doesn't matter. He's in the stands. It's it's uh, every man for himself once you're in the stands. So This isn't uh, Jeffrey Mayer in Yankee Stadium reaching no. over the top of a camped-out outfielder. This is completely different. Yes, it was uh, brutal. It was brutal, but... Here's the biggest problem. The grand old game apparently cannot have an answer to, Joe. That was a nine-inning game. Mm -hmm. It oh. took what? Four and a half? Four forty? I was. I, was, I went to like my. That. I went to my novel at about ten twenty. <laughs> oh well, it was damn near midnight when it ended. When did we start? Uh, a little after seven. I think yeah. it was seven fifteen ish, somewhere in there. Uh, well, Johnny, did you? Did you Johnny's not here. Johnny's yeah. taking okay. his pontoon boat out of Spoon Lake today. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. So, uh, yeah, it was almost midnight because I basically got so mad at the pace of play and after that stupid call that I basically stopped watching for two hours. And then I saw on Twitter we were like the sixth inning. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not going to survive this. Did you see uh, Harrigan's tweet today? No. no. He went to a sports bar last night to pick up some food. This is our friend Dave okay. Harrigan? Yes. Yeah. 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 About 8 o'clock last night. There were 30 TVs in the sports bar, and none of them were on the ACL, ALCS game. Really? Yeah. Baseball is 
hurting, and this is it's. But this is not going to be uh, murder. This is going to be suicide. Mm-hmm. This is going to be suicide because they won't. You know, they start a pitcher in the Brewers game yesterday. He faces one batter, and they take him out of the game. Mm-hmm. He walks him, and they take him out of the game. This is suicide. This mm-hmm. is not murder. This is suicide. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they're idiots. They're, these these analytical people have no respect for the game, for any of the traditions of the game. I mean, you're going to look in the record book, as I said to Mackey and Judd yesterday, and you're going to see the guy who made the most starts in a single season in baseball history was Gabriel Moya. He started 58 times, you know, and he and he pitched 47 and two thirds innings. You know, I hate these people. I know. They're killing the game. I know. And they don't care. And this commissioner, who's basically a paper suit blowhard, has <laughs> got to do something uh, about, the, uh, about the game and uh, take drastic action. And now I'm in the camp. You limit the number of pitchers a team can use. Mm-hmm. Five, zip, nine innings, tough bananas. You, get, you run out of pitchers, you lose. If it's the seventh inning, you lose, okay? Mm-hmm. If you run out of pitchers, it's yeah. over. What about injury? What about injury? No. The hell with them. Card them off. No. You're done. <laughs> no. You have one arm. Get back no. out there. Okay. You can claim that a guy's injured, but then he can't pitch for 30 days. <laughs> okay. You're, you'll now, fix it. If he gets hit in the forehead with a line drive, Yeah. and there's blood coming out. All right. You know, like hockey, when you right. get the extra three minutes for <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, you give them that. Okay. With a stick. Yeah. yeah. If blood's coming out, well, you'll get an extra picture. Well, that and my finding them five hundred grand for tightening their batting gloves. We clean this up. <laughs> there <laughs> well, wouldn't be any money left. You and Tom Kelly, yeah. get rid of Velcro. Velcro's the pro- That's an excellent point. It's Velcro's yeah. problem. <laughs> no, no Velcro. No. Don't let them use Velcro. Or yeah. don't let them use gloves. Yeah. And John Lester. You know. He's done, too, because he can't throw to first. <laughs> No, I find him $25 million. Yeah. <laughs> million, which he can pay. But I know, he can afford that. Enough. That's why I'd find him. Hey, what yeah. are we getting a manager, by the way? Boy, not any rumors, are there? Nothing's out there. These guys, top secret. Uh, once in a while, LaBelle's throwing a name out there, somebody who came to town to interview. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, if you don't get it between now and the start of the World Series, you can't do it during the World Series, right? Oh, that's they, right. You have to wait until it's done. Really Whoever it will be will be young and uh, manage, know and, how to manage the young ball player, which is a euphemism for we want an analytical guy. And he's always a euphemism for we don't have to pay him any money. Right. About a million and a half. Right. These guys will be making instead of five or six for a good experience. Uh, of course, they got Molitor cheap, too, and they still fired him, so. If they yeah, had, I don't if, know what's going. If on. Harrigan went to a sports bar with thirty TVs and they weren't watching baseball, what the hell were they watching? The Timberwolves? Well, I suppose the other NBA games. You know, the NBA was going on. They probably had a couple of hockey games. I wasn't our our Wild were playing. Were no, they, they were not. They were off last. They night. don't play till tomorrow. Uh, oh, Friday that's night. right. Today that was Monday, Tuesday. They mm-hmm. played. And they played Friday. Was there an yeah. ultimate fight on? Yeah, I suppose something like that. I don't. I don't know what else. By the way. Do you have Hulu, Joe? Oh boy, God, if I know Hulu, I don't uh, think so. You got you got your Netflix, you got your Amazon, and right. you got your Hulu. I don't know that I do. I don't know. Katie found this documentary too funny to fail, mm-hmm. and it was about the Dana Carvey show in 1996 mm-hmm. that was on uh, network TV, and it only lasted eight shows. Mm-hmm. 
it. These out there, apparently the first couple of shows were disasters, but they had Colbert and uh, they had all these guys writing for it. For it, and it was irrever. It makes Sunday night, Saturday night live look like a walk in the park. It was hysterical. Really, one of the things they had was Brokaw mm-hmm. was going to go on vacation, right? And mm-hmm. Garvey's doing vacation, but in case a former president died, they wanted him to make the announcement <laughs> to the country. So he was doing all those things. Like Gerald Ford died today at age eighty three yeah. from, uh, and then they had the various things he died from. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd have to say the last one was Gerald Ford died today from an overdose of crack cocaine, <laughs> and, then, and then he'd say, and then he'd get done. He'd say, "How many of these guys we got left?" <laughs> Well, the funniest part would have been the impression of Brokaw. Oh, as Brokaw was uh, fantastic, but he had, uh, and they, they did some. They had, they had Grandma the Clown or something. They had his old bat out there who came out, to, you know, in a walker and and telling these these kids doing all these really slow tricks and stuff, <laughs> and it's basically telling kids life doesn't last that long. <laughs> I don't even recall that show being on. I know. I never watched it yeah. once because I, I, I wasn't that big a Dana Carvey fan. Would this have uh, been like after uh, Wayne's World, the, the success of Wayne's World? Would I it have... think it probably was. Okay. Yeah, 96. Sure. Wayne's okay. World was before that. I vaguely but... remember that show being on very briefly. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight weeks, and they, they drove the network nuts because they, they'd get a sponsor, and then they'd do a skit making fun of the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and their last sponsor was a takeout Zeshwan place in Manhattan. <laughs> let, let me bounce three things off you. Okay. Vikes at Jets Sunday. Uh, it'll be a good game, I think. Now the Vikings defense could dominate them, but uh, this Darnold uh, rookie is pretty good. He's good. The Jets are Jets are better than people think they are. They're three and three. Plus, they can run the ball. But yeah, and we'll see if the uh, Vikings can run the ball after last week, where they did run the ball for the first time this year. Iowa, I, I would think the Vikings win, but it'll be close. Iowa at Nebraska. Uh, Gophers at Nebraska? Gopher, I'm sorry, Gophers at Nebraska. Gophers at Nebraska. The Gophers will beat Nebraska. Nebraska can't stop them. Do you see Nebraska giving up 45 points a game, and wow. they, they can't stop the run. So. And Timberwolves lost their opener, but their home opener is uh, Friday, uh, Cleveland in town. Cleveland and uh, Kevin Love uh, returned for him, and if they play like they did last night, they'll win. They, they played okay last mm-hmm. night. If they, if they play lousy, they'll Kevin Love will get 40 and they'll win, so they don't get beat. But it's uh, it's hard to pick uh, periodic uh, Timberwolves games, but they played okay last night. Pat, they weren't great. This would be the trip to make down to uh, to go see that Gopher-Nebraska game if you're a Gopher fan that wanted to experience it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. A, I'm sure tickets are available, and uh, B, uh, they, they're, they're probably going to win. It's not going to be like when uh, Joe and I used to go down there and it was 80 enough, mm-hmm. you know. Boy, have they, Joe? They haven't. They've lost ten in a row. They're own six. They're own wow. seven. They're eleven in a row. They lost their last four last year. They're own. I think they're own. No, they're own six this year. So, who was the Nebraska running back? I tell the story about how he had to move his car. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Mike Rozier. 
Mike Rozier, right? Well, yeah, I'm waiting to talk to him. Turner <laughs> Gill, Mike Rozier, and Irving Fryer. What? They all grew up in some ungodforsaken place wanting to go to Nebraska. Yeah, sure. I think it was Irving Fryer. Well, Irving Fryer was the wide receiver. Okay. Mike Rozier was the running back. Then it was Rozier, and uh, I said, I got to talk to you, Mike. He said, well, just a minute, I got to move my car. So I watch him. <laughs> he takes his car from one side of the building we're in. It had two, all the walls were glass. I could see all around it. He pulls up on the other side of the building and walks in and says, okay, let's talk. Yeah, but it was a big Buick Rev. Oh, it had the curb feelers on. It was all pimped out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Why did they have to, just because of the time, the meter? I I don't know. God only knows. Two-hour parking? Yeah. Oh. He's like like, uh, John Gallardi driving 75 yards to practice, man. (laughs) Mike wasn't going to walk. He had to save his energy for Saturday. Was there something in the car potentially that he needed? No, no. Maybe he just wanted me to see the ride. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) Pat, we'll talk to you again. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, We got to come back with this week's email segment. Oh, 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 oh. What? It's tonight. What is tonight? Tonight, again, this is podcast number 27. This is October 18. But just a minute. Just a minute. The planets will be aligned tonight, and we're going to have a clear sky. Oh, you're going to miss it. Celestial event you're going to miss? And uh, uh, Lee, the delivery guy, sent me a sky map. And it'll, it'll be best seen facing south and southwest, maybe from a tall building or outside the metro. Well, neither of those are going to happen. Yeah. But I'll go out and look. Facing south or southwest? Okay. South. Oh, I'll have a clear shot yeah, you'll where be, I'm at. Yeah, Reeves, you'll, you couldn't miss it. Where Sorry, what time? You're damn near in South Dakota. What time? Well, it, it would be called dark. Be called evening. Well, I didn't know if you laid out a specific time like a, I'm supposed to look like, at. Click at 728. Hey, yeah. I gotta watch the ball game. Yeah. Um what what are we do? doing Gil, by Here's the way? Here's another great night. Another great night to get out to go to the Scream Towns, the Zivics, those uh, those haunted rides. Tonight's perfect. You're yes, right. they're gonna yeah. be what, what compels you to promote that? Well, because I'm thinking festive. It's Halloween. Oh, it's very festive. Yes. How festive can you get when you're at Scream Town? Can you bring your own? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want any of this to cut into my uh, why a thermos? My yes. bedtime. No, you know, no. And, no. and and if you're thinking about a mattress, uh, will you please go to my pillow first and consider the mattress topper? Could save you a lot of money. Those toppers are made of three unique layers designed to provide superior support, distribute body weight for ultimate comfort, and regulate your body temperature to keep you comfortable. MyPillow mattress toppers have a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee, and come in seven sizes from Twin to Cal King. What's a Cal King? Uh, California King bed. Is that what it is? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Our buddy Mike Lindell is extending a special offer to GL Podcast listeners. Now through December 31st, you can save 30% on any size MyPillow mattress topper and get two MyPillow standard pillows when you enter the promo GL at checkout. 30% 30% off in two standard MyPillows? What are you waiting for? Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Mattress Topper button on the homepage, and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Sleep better soon. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Mattress Topper button on the homepage, and enter promotional code GL at checkout. 
Cal King is uh, the longest bed commonly available at 84 inches. That baby is huge. All right. Okay. Uh, so all I got to do is fit it into your room. Joe, uh, Tom writes, uh, Joe, my newly married CP and I were on our way to purchase a vehicle the other night. She was listening to one of the local country music stations in the cities. A song came on, and I could not recall where I heard it before. I looked at the radio display, and lo and behold, it was Jimmy Allen singing the same song he performed on your porch at the fair. You're going to miss this. And Jimmy had no idea what that song meant to us. That's At the time so he signed, cool. signed I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. That was such a cool That moment. was touching. Uh, enjoying the podcast every day. By the way, with this vehicle purchase, my cylinder index is over 100 now, and I'm 25 years old and in the suburbs. Quick note, going back to a previous show about youth in cars, kids in cars is not a dying fad. With social media being a big part of car groups, lots of people are able to get involved around the car scene. It's no porkies and uh, street racing on university, but it's better than nothing. Thank mm. you, Tom. Hey, really quick, Jimmy yeah. Allen. Yeah. A, uh, that kid's going to be a superstar, by the way. He's really good. If uh, we had only known then what we know now, we could have uh, figured out how to get permission to use his stuff. No, yeah, no kidding. And uh, But B... After that appearance he had on the front porch of Garage Logic at the Minnesota State Fair, he gave us a ton of love on social media. Did he? It was really, really cool. It's you can tell he's a kid that gets it. Mm-hmm. What a cool mm-hmm. kid, really talented, and I really hope he makes it. My cylinder girl Hannah, my little CI girl mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jessica, is clearing everything up. She is eleven and just entered the sixth grade. Yeah, Rook. She's not thirty. Well, she thinks like an an adult. (laughs) She thinks like a mature person. Uh, Chad writes, you'd think the Democrats would learn. Elizabeth Warren's failed attempt to ride the minority wagon of privilege was recently tried and also failed in an amazing crash and burn event. Remember when Rachel Dozel, the NAACP leader in Spokane who claimed to be black, was exposed for lying about her race? (laughs) When she was dismissed from her post, her last whimpering, partering shot about why she had lived her ruse for years, well, I feel like I'm black. Isn't that the hallmark of the ultimate Mysterian process? I feel this way, therefore, I'm entitled to fill in the blank. I wonder what she's up to. Correct. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look that up. If you feel like you're black, it's okay. Sure. You identify. Mitch writes, the podcast is working fine for me. Being in outstate Minnesota, I've mostly had to listen to podcasts for a while anyway. Regarding your conversation with the guys about people sharing common experiences, I've said this for a number of years relating to our former local dairy farming community. I don't think this should be Foghorn because I'm actually talking about our community. Let me stop right here and set this up for listeners who might not know. I, I was I was musing uh, that there was a time in America when you either shopped at Ward's or Sears. Right. And that, that, so that meant that a majority of Americans were sharing a common experience and that we don't share those common experiences anymore because now you don't shop at Ward's or Sears. You can go online and shop at 10,000 different places. Right. Right. And if you need something, you know, need based, you always know, talk about Christmas being, um, we, we're, we live in a need based society. If you need something, you go and get it. Oh, my God. What? I just looked up Rachel Dolzal. Yeah, Rachel Dozel. A New York Times piece dated May 25th of 2018. Yeah. For years, Rachel Dozal led a secret life in the Pacific Northwest, blah, blah, blah. She was estranged from her parents. Well, guess what? 
She received nearly $8,850 in public assistance from Washington State after she had falsely claimed she had little income and needed financial help. Mm -hmm. She was charged with welfare fraud back in May of 2018. Wow. Chad writes, we used to have dairy farming communities all around my area. These days, there are still a few dairy farms around, but most people work at various jobs, many of them in larger local communities. I have long said that the community was better and tighter and families were closer and better when most of the community were all dairy farmers, having the same experiences, the same challenges, the same joys, and the same concerns. I actually came to this revelation backwards compared to the way you did in that I knew there was something missing but I didn't know what it was for a while. Then I landed on the fact that what was missing is that shared common experience. Today, people leave to go to various local towns to make their money and come back home. That means that everybody has different experiences. Everybody has different friends. The community is not tight-knit like it was, though I can tell you from experience it is still dramatically tighter than what you find in the cities. Economically, we are probably doing as well as we've ever done as a conglomerate. However, we are more stratified. But the sense of community has definitely disintegrated to a degree. I've said this many times before, but my community is essentially Kenny's community, so he can probably verify that. By the way, I think Kenny is a great piece of the puzzle for your show. Not because we're friends or anything. I don't even know him. But he offers a slightly different flavor that is entertaining. Thanks for keeping the show going. Yeah, we feel the same way about Kenny. It's just, uh, <laughs> he just never appears. Right. He's on the show, but he's never here. How right. does that work? Yeah. He's on the show, but he's not on the show. <laughs> oh. oh. Let me save that one and just send you guys off into the ether with this knowledge that the chief offsite correspondent Kelsey wanted me to know. Uh, if you work less, you'll live longer. What? Yeah, work less and live longer. I thought I thought we've been told the opposite of that. Yeah. Working more uh, has been linked to negative changes to your health while working few hours each week could make you healthier, according to research from NYU Langone Health. You get less stress, you sleep more, especially if you got the, if you got the MyPillow uh, right. mattress pad. Right. Right? Uh, improve your heart health and spend more time with loved ones. Uh, a study published in the journal... Psychological medicine found that working more than 55 hours a week was associated with symptoms of anxiety and depression. Mm. Well, you will never suffer. You might live to be 200. You think I'll be okay? I think you'll be okay. I think I'll be okay. I think you'll be good. (laughs) I think you're way ahead of the curve on this study. You know what? Uh, Let me hang on to that study and take a look at it. Now, today's October 18th. Uh, Tomorrow, the podcast will be closed for maintenance. And by maintenance, what I mean is we're all going to be... Uh, taking in our docks and uh, laying away the boats and the cars and picking up the lawn furniture and finding all the stuff that the kids used all summer when the bushes thin out. Now you can find all the balls they threw in there and Frisbees. and we setting up for Halloween too? Pardon? Are we going to set up for Halloween out there too? I I personally am not setting up yet. I know you don't, you don't, but you don't care if we do. No, I don't care if you do. Okay. Maybe some graveyard stones. Ooh, nothing tacky and nothing, uh, you know, nothing that would get us into trouble. But. I think I think the, uh, what's the name of the park in GL? I'm having a mind bl- uh, blank. Uh, uh, Spoon Lake, a creature. No. Uh, um, not Frequent Caller Campground. No, nope, not Frequent Caller Campground. I'll look on the map. I believe that's being decorated for Halloween this year. Well, let's go. We got mm-hmm. those spider scary uh, cobwebs and, you know, a ghost. Spooky graveyards. Yes, yeah. we got it all. In fact, let's have... Uh, 
Let's have a little Garage Logic Halloween. Morgan Q.E. Wolf Slattery, take us out. Okay. Well, here we are, children. Thank you for attending the extracurricular Halloween fun night. I'm Morgan Q.E. Wolf Slattery, here to get you all prepared for Halloween. Now, first of all, we need to dress appropriately. No violent or condescending costumes. I'm going to be a cowboy with a big hat and two six-shooters at my side. Uh, I don't think I'll have any ammo, though. It doesn't matter. A cowboy is just wrong on so many levels. Any others? Uh, I'll be a secretary. I want to be a nurse. Because these are women's jobs? Honestly. Children, there is no trick or treat. Candy is bad for you and Dressing up in inappropriate costumes will give you nightmares. Do not race from house to house. If someone is going slower than you, shine your light ahead and say, Excuse us, passing on the left. Okay, pretend there's someone in front of you. What do you say? Hey, hurry up. We got a lot of potential bounty out here. Oh, children. What do we say on Halloween after ringing the doorbell at a home in our community? Trick or treat, money or eat. Give me some candy or I'll kick you in the seat. Hey, lady, out with the goods. I ain't got all night. No, no, no. Hey, hurry up. Ooh. Did we scare ya? Hey, lady, do you have I say good? No, no, no. We say wellness and equal opportunity. Wellness and opportunity? I don't even know what that means, you old bailax. Take a tree, Morgan. Q-E. Wolf. Sally. Happy Halloween, Euphorian. <laughs> That'll do it for this wonderful podcast on October 18th. Suchi Boy has left the studio, but we are going to be back with another podcast on Monday. On Monday, and Monday is the 22nd of October, so stick around. Thank you for downloading those podcasts. Check them all out. You know where to find them, garagelogic.com, Apple iTunes. If you listen, don't forget to rate those as well. And don't forget to talk. Uh, check in with Table Talk with Rookie's Family, some upcoming podcasts coming up. That is available at Podcast One on Apple iTunes as well. Rookie's Family Table Talk. Check it out. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Happy pre-Halloween.